Hi, everybody. Welcome to Saint Misbehaving, the podcast about saints from people who are not. I am your host, Matthew Shadorn, and I'm joined as always by my co-host and chief researcher whose probation period has just been extended six more months, Anna <laughs> Domini. Anna, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm, I will, well, what a way to find out. Uh, <laughs> I was doing well. Yeah. The organization's I... just not sure if we want to commit to you as the I permanent see. researcher and co-host. Okay. What's its enter on? Is a lot riding on this episode. I guess we'll see. Okay. <laughs> but otherwise, Excellent. how are you doing today, Anna? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. I went to went for a walk in the park. Had mm. some chips. They were very nice. There's a the kiosk in my local park does a big portion of chips for two pound fifty and it is oh, that's nice. excellent. Did you also ride on the little train? I in didn't. Your park? But I went into the garden center and said hi to the the guinea pigs that live there. Oh, that's so nice. So that was cute. I didn't know there was a garden uh, center in your park. Yeah, it's um, it's really cool. It's like a horticultural therapy place. So really? you can do like gardening. They have sessions where you can just come and do gardening for, for mental health. I think you have to like <laughs> sign up to be looked after by them. You can't, They don't just let anyone just walk in. Right. But it's a cool thing where like anything, any plants you buy from there support the, the community in that way, which is kind of oh, cool. very nice. So yeah, you can get feelings out just digging and crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, weeding's pretty good as well. Just tearing things out out of the ground right it's a very physical i can see why it'd be therapeutic it sounds great actually <laughs> it's good and they, they've got yeah they've got a little guinea pig enclosure and oh, they have nice. like a butterfly house but it's closed at the moment oh, um, okay. butterfly yeah. houses are great i have to come to your yeah. park more often you live in a swanky <laughs> part of town well you know you could become my friend and then you could visit all the time <laughs> well it's a public park right i can just go whenever i want <laughs> well yes but you know if you if you wanted to have an excuse or like you know use a nicer loo than the one in the park Mm, I guess, all right, I promise if I have to use the bathroom while in the park, I will contact you. <laughs> this is how you make friends, folks. Otherwise, I just imagine, like, I'm wandering around the park and I'm getting a text. It's like, I can see you from my window. Do you hang out? <laughs> it's like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's not me. <laughs> I'm in London today. I don't know who uh, that guy is. <laughs> that's just somebody that's remarkably... Oh, there must be someone else who looks exactly like you and also has a giant scottish baby <laughs> yeah yeah maybe we'll come by next friday you have fridays off and we'll i do have fridays off and i have nothing else to do so <laughs> so anna in addition to going to the garden center have you done anything saintly or experienced anything miraculous lately or well i tried to do something saintly on thursday which was i tried to lend my time to look after my friend's child for free but then he insisted not only on calling me a colleague but also on paying me so i couldn't do that saintly thing so i babysat for you for money and that was <laughs> that was my saintly thing i'm sorry that you got to hang out with my baby you got a free dinner and you got two bottles of cider which you left at my house which i wish because i taken. don't drink anymore well you will you're you know what it's a terrible present just rubbing it in my face oh my god you act like you're never gonna drink again we i both may know never that's drink not again true. We both know that's not true. Wow. Whatever. Okay. Well, if you, if you never drink again, that's fine. That's that's perfectly valid. Thank, thank you for not peer pressuring me to to break my sobriety. Very responsible. Yeah. And I'm sorry I gave you money to get a, just get a cab home. You know. <laughs> Which then you pocketed and took the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I did try to give it back at that point. Bit stingy there. You're like, oh, I'm making money on this now. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't what it was at all. But I then did spend all the money in Oxfam, so. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, you donated to charity, so that's good. So. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> I got a selection of tasteful homewares in, in exchange, but, mm. but yes, definitely donated it to charity. Well, I was going to say, yes, the miraculous thing I experienced is that Alice and I had, had a night out furnished by a good samaritan <laughs> was that the first time you've been out no no but it was it was only a handful of times we've been out yeah and actually i felt kind of bad because somehow i got so full at the end of the meal i was just like i need to get up and walk around and everybody was just sitting around hanging out and i was just like right. i hate this <laughs> <laughs> this is i remember why we don't do this ever now the baby's just an excuse i i would just like i'm so you know that thing where you just get really full and you're just like okay i just need to walk somewhere now or like lay down or something yeah so usually like, with me i i if i get very full i just want to lie down rather yeah than but like just, just sitting at a table see anyone but, <laughs> talk to anyone yeah we had uh, a lovely dinner out we went to the last second to last night the ollie's thai in oxford was open a thai restaurant that the guardian says you should crawl across broken glass to get to if you can well now you can't 
So. Yeah, no, you can't. So you, you crawl through that broken glass like a jerk. <laughs> Would you have crawled, crawled across no. broken glass for it? Was, that, was it that good? No, I don't know. My, there were things in there that I really enjoyed, and I always enjoyed going there. But my wife and her friends were were really, like, into this place and really loved it. And I was like, I've always been like, it's thoroughly okay, and I really like <laughs> it. I'm not, it's not my favorite place. Right. But it's good. So what you're saying is good riddance. Nah. It's funny. I found out that they close their opening, they're closing the restaurant and opening a deli because they uh-huh. just don't want to work at night. This is how successful the restaurant was. The restaurant's never been open on Saturdays. That's wild. Because they just don't want to work Saturday nights. And now they're like, we just don't want to work at nights at all. So they open a deli. <laughs> and they're like, we don't really want to cook either. Let's turn it yeah. into a shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like, crazy. Yeah. I love this level of success. This is like, <laughs> it's an impressive level of success where you've just been like you know what I just don't want to do the stuff that most yeah. restaurants have to do I don't know like it's this level of success like if you were a famous artist you'd just be like you know what I'm just going to perform at the same place every week and mm. you guys can come and see and me it's there it's right next <laughs> to my house yeah. yeah it's like it's a block away from my house and I'm just going to go there and that, that's my dream as a comedian it's just like look guys if you want to come and see me I'm here every Wednesday just I mean <laughs> that's that's what the open mic is right <laughs> pretty much yeah and also this Ugh, I don't want to go anywhere yeah Ugh. Fair enough. Anyways, went to Ollie's High. That was really nice. Had had a nice dinner with some friends. It was also our friend's birthday. She was kind enough to share her reservation with us. <laughs> yeah, and it was good. Anyways. And so that yes, was your miraculous you, thing. It was, yes. And I feel like it's a special place. Like a lot of people. Did you ever even get to go to Ollie's High? Never got to go there. Never got to go. See, it was like and an I've, Oxford. I've lived in Oxford 10 years now. Yeah. It was like an Oxford institution. You had to get mm. reservations three months in advance. They only opened the reservations the first of the month for the month three months prior following rather and if you didn't call the morning of the first you didn't get reservations for the month that's ugh. <laughs> it was just like a such a, a thing a ritual See, that's just the, the level of exclusivity where i'm like i don't care how good this food is i will have no part of this oh 100 yeah and this is why like because my wife and her friends were really into this mm. i was like fine i'll go but i'm not fucking doing this. i once went there for my wife's birthday uh-huh. i once actually physically walked over there on the first of the month so i could get a reservation <laughs> a on her birthday in your hand like yeah. begging <laughs> please do <laughs> i was like what do you want me to do i will suck your dick i need this reservation <laughs> christ <laughs> which made for a weird birthday card like dear alice you're the only person i've ever loved <laughs> by the way for you only for you i would do this anyways <laughs> wow we're just for fun i don't know <laughs> anyways anna today is february 27th 2022 who is today's saint today's saint is josephat kuntsevich <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> josephat i think it might be kuntsevich or in some spellings it's without the t so then it could be kuntsevich but it definitely looks like kuntsevich all right <laughs> josephat kuntsevich kuntsevich okay kuntsevich kuntsevich maybe okay what when when is his date his day is actually several days in november oh but you'll you'll see why he's relevant as the story goes on i'm sure oh so when so when did he live so roughly 1580 to 1623 okay so good so solid middle-aged thing 40 years i guess yeah old <laughs> old in his time maybe yeah i mean he was lived in the middle age yeah. ages and he lived to be middle age so there we go the, yeah. the middle of the middle ages he really he did it <laughs> bang in the middle so bit of background okay 500 years earlier (laughs) (laughs) cut to (laughs) yeah in 1054 a schism Uh took place between the eastern church centered in constantinople and the western Uh church of rome schisms yeah (laughs) you don't get a lot of schisms these days right well you know i thought you might want to hear about a schism i do i Um, want to hear about a schism you know it seems like (laughs) okay well then shut up and listen (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you just get, you, sometimes you get, yeah, you, just get, you get a cleft, you get the occasional parting of ways, you get the occasional disagreement, but you don't get the, you, you hardly get Conscious a Conscious uncoupling. Yeah, you know, these schisms, you know, you rarely hear people like, have you spoken to Steve lately? And I like, know no, we've got quite a schism right now. <laughs> well, we should bring schism. it back, maybe. And it, it's, I guess, quite a turbulent event, really. Mm. It's, it's a more dramatic word than beef. Sure. Like, you know. Why, why is beef in the vernacular and schism isn't? See, beef you can't take seriously, but schism, if you said like, mm-hmm. oh, we've got quite the schism right now, you're like, yeah, oh, that's very serious. sounds medical. 
I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so the Church of Rome and the Church of Constantinople, they had a falling out. Yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> yes, mean, yes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Trouble between the two had been brewing for centuries because of cultural, political, and theological differences. But it was in oh. 1054 that a guy called Cardinal Humbert was sent to Constantinople to try and reconcile the latest flare-up and wound up excommunicating the patriarch. So it sounds like <laughs> just, it didn't work. Just like, you know what? I'm sick of your shit. You're all excommunicated. You know what? Yeah. Fuck this. <laughs> just as I'm he... storming out of Constantinople. Every single one of you. <laughs> yeah, so he failed his masters in conflict resolution, for sure. Yeah. The immediate problems included an insistence on the Byzantine right, married clergy, which was, uh, you know, a big... Oh. No, no. Can't have that. And a disagreement over whether the Holy Spirit was equal to the Father and Son or proceeded from the Father and Son. Ah, Trinitarianism? Yeah. 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 It seems like a weird hill to die on. Oh, so much of like ironing out orthodoxy is just like semantic arguments that have very little implication for real life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But are enough for people to like, you know excommunicate each other over it's like let's have a holy war about the slight peck difference in pecking order between yeah. three the ghost and the, the sky dad <laughs> that we all agree are the same guy but we think that one is slightly more powerful than the other yeah it's right. it's kind of mad the split only grew worse from there centering mostly on whether to accept the authority of the pope and rome yeah. five centuries later king sigismund the third vassas that's that's his full name, Sigismund the Third Vassa, or maybe Sigismund Three Vassa. Why is it the third and then something after it? Why isn't he Sigismund yeah, Vassa the third? Maybe three is his middle name. I do. Okay. <laughs> it's just how his, it's written. His middle name is Three Eyes, which is yeah. in, in his language was a perfectly normal name. I mean, yeah, maybe he pronounced it. My name is Sigismund <laughs> Vassa. <laughs> e Vassa. Yeah. Where where are we where are we at? Where is he the king of? Good question. He was king of Poland. Okay. Oh, and he was also the Grand Duke of Lithuania. Uh, oh, oh, and King of Sweden Duke. and oh, the and Grand Duke Sweden. of Finland. So <laughs> oh. a powerful guy. It's kind of disparate territories. Yeah. I guess though maybe the, the actual borders would have been quite different back in that day. Oh, yeah. I was recently looking at a map of historical Eastern Europe, as I'm sure many of us are these days. <laughs> I was amazed at how big Poland used to be. So. Mm, yes. So this guy, King Sigismund Vasa, he was... <laughs> king of poland among other achievements i suppose (laughs) his policy for the counter-reformation in the polish lithuanian commonwealth was to reunite quote through missions to non-catholics both protestant and orthodox all christians into the catholic church okay so he's going basically there was this big schism and then there was a lot of conflict following from that and then five centuries later this guy who's king of poland has a a counter-reformation policy trying to reunite everyone back into the Catholic Church. Let's get everybody back to being Catholic. He's like, so this this whole Protestant thing is fad. Let's get back <laughs> to basics. Yeah. So after preliminary negotiations between Sigismund and the Grand Chancellor and Great Hetman of the Crown, Jan mm-hmm. Zamoyski. Which crown? <laughs> well, the the he was hetman of the crown so that's something else that's not the king right right was he like a vizier like he's the grand vizier of something like that oh so hetmans of the crown were the highest ranking military officers second only to the king okay so they had negotiations after which a delegation of bishops from the eastern orthodox metropolitanate of kiev was sent to rome in 1595 to accede to the union of brest on condition that their rituals and discipline were left intact okay you do know that you've just said nonsense words what's the (laughs) (laughs) yes it's not making much sense to me either i so they so these so these (laughs) you just heard breast and your brain just went a bit short-circuiting is what i'm getting from this titty church you say (laughs) no wait so okay so these bishops came from kiev Mm -hmm. they went to rome to heal the schism between east and west that's been raging for five centuries there was a cleavage and they went to Brest to try and sort it out. Hey. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> so it was part, I think, of a mission to bring the Eastern Church back into, like, back under the authority of the, the Pope of Rome. Okay. All right. So two factions, those Eastern Orthodox bishops who were signatories and those Eastern Orthodox bishops who were not signatories, met 
and communicated with each other or in some accounts excommunicated each other <laughs> so very different things right right but those who didn't agree were in a much worse position than before because they were no longer officially recognized so this union ironically resulted in two sectarian groups so against this backdrop of conflict and division our saint was born in 1580 or maybe 1584 yeah i was hmm? wondering where we were getting back what's his name again i brought it back you lost your faith in me and now we're back on track right yeah okay i forgot his name it's been so long <laughs> oh well that's fine because he was born with a different name anyway oh, okay. <laughs> so ivan or Johan, i.e john kuntsevich in 1580 in Volodymyr, in the Volhynian Voivode ship, in the lesser pro- Poland province of the Polish crown, which is now in Ukraine. Okay. I mean, mm. my geography is not super strong, and like historical geography, even less so. So right. <laughs> try and keep up as best you can. <laughs> so he was born in the Polish, in a section of the Polish Empire that is now modern day Ukraine. Yeah. Okay, I can see why we picked this saint now. <laughs> <laughs> he was baptized into a family associated with the Eastern Orthodox Church. Although in uh-huh. some accounts, his father is described as Catholic. So, <laughs> so <he's laughs> he was born one on one or side or the other or the side other. of this wow. conflict. What great record keeping this is. He was either yeah. on one side or the total opposite side. Yeah. But the important thing is he was born. Yeah, we've got there after yeah. five centuries. We yeah. got there. Although descended from Ruthenian nobility, uh-huh. which I think Ruthenians would be ukrainians and belarusians maybe Mm -hmm. like now so although descended from nobility his father had embarked in business and held the office of town councillor, although you'll see in a minute that he kind of been very good at that. Oh, that's a powerful <laughs> uh, man, well-connected. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good for him. So both of Kinsevich's parents encouraged religious participation in one or the other church, we're not sure. <laughs> Just any, anywhere, it doesn't matter. Just as long yeah. as you're participating. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and Christian piety in the young John. In the school at... Volodymyr, he studied Church Slavonic and memorized most of the Horologion. <laughs> Say, what's this Horologion? Sounds sexy. <laughs> well, it translates as the Book of Hours and is part of the divine service in the Eastern Orthodox Church. No, that doesn't sound very sexy. Much, much less sexy, sexy than you thought it was going to be, I'm sure. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> Book of Horrors. Hey. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. All right, well, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so in the school at Volodymyr, he studied Church Slavonic and memorized most of the Horologion, which from from this period, he began to read every day. So he was super good. fun. What a good, what a good, that's good. He's reading, you know, improving <laughs> his mind. I mean, it seems like he's just reading the one book, but still. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, very much the, the Harry Potter of its time, I assume. Yeah. As a boy, Kuntsevich was said to have shunned the usual games of childhood. Instead, mm. he prayed much and lost no opportunity to assist in church services. <laughs> Sorry, boys. Too busy to play tag. I'm off to <laughs> help refill the holy water. Children especially regarded him with affection, so clearly didn't affect his popularity. Maybe they, they thought he was cool because he didn't like, you know, he was too good for tag, as you say. He was, yeah, he was too good to hang out with their little game. <laughs> They're like, he's so cool. He goes to church every day. Yeah. He can read. <laughs> yeah, all, all these rumors started springing up around him. Mm-hmm. He was said to have had unusual talent in his early days at school, but due to his parents' lack of financial sources, he had to leave school and start an apprenticeship in Vilna, which is in Belarus, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I said his dad can't have been great at business because he was a businessman, but they couldn't afford schooling. Yeah. Well, he couldn't even be a apprentice at his own dad's business. That's a good point. Maybe his dad had some self-awareness and was like, you should not learn business from me. Listen, this is this is this business is very bad. It, look, his dad is like, I'm a dung sculptor. I just sculpt little figurines <laughs> out of dung and business is not great, son. I'm going to be honest with you. The, the dung market is not booming. What did he become an apprentice in? He was an apprentice for a merchant. I'll tell you a bit oh, more okay. about that in a sec. But the point is, he moved to Vilnius okay. for this apprenticeship. Okay. In Vilnius, divided through the contentions of the various religious sects, he became mm. acquainted with men such as Joseph Veliamin Rutsky, a former right. Calvinist who converted to the Catholicism and had tra- transformed from the Western to the Byzantine right. So he was kind of straddling both sides of the divide, I guess, this guy. Okay. Because he converted to Catholicism, but still, I guess the, the Byzantine would have been Eastern. 
Right. He's still, he's still got a hand in yeah. the Eastern. He's Catholic, but he's got a little bit of Eastern yeah. flavor to it. <laughs> <laughs> Adding in some variety, yeah. yeah. So Rutsky supported the recent union with Rome, and under his influence, Kuntsevich grew interested in the Catholic Church. So you know when you, you go off to learn trade, but you get... Right. <laughs> converted and sucked into a big religious debate. So this is like he's just wandering along the street one day and some guy's like, hey kid, you want a bit of Eucharist? The first one's free. You know, you, you don't think that you're drinking actual blood, but you could be if you just yeah, sign here. Hey, why don't you just go to one mass, man? It's not going to kill you. Huh? Come on. <laughs> That's how they catch you. Yeah, the transubstantiation being the gateway drug. Exactly. Get a little whiff of incense and you're just, you know, <laughs> you're gone. There's no coming back. Well, you know, those cool rosary beads. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. Uh, appealing. A young man yeah. out on the world and for the first time on his own. You know, some got guy got money comes... to spend <laughs> yeah. from his apprenticeship. Exactly. Some guy comes along, bit of blood of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Anyways, he started to get involved. I guess. Okay. So yeah, uh, he wasn't terribly successful working for the merchant as part of his <laughs> apprenticeship because he became distracted by his own devotions. Yeah, that's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. So instead of pursuing trade, he continued learning Slavonic and would recite some lengthy Byzantine office every day. It's like Ivan, we have customers. You need to stop praying. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, you have to go and deal with the customers. Please, can you get? Can you please get off your knees and go help? <laughs> this is not what I hired you to do. You always side with the boss, don't you, Matt? I do. Well, <laughs> you listen, are the man. He's a small businessman. He's trying to like make a go. He took in this young kid. He's like, I'll help him out, learn his way in the world. And then I've been squandering this opportunity. He's saying like, I would much rather just you know talk a bunch of gibberish. <laughs> Wow. Well, quite. At first, his boss, Papovich, viewed his behavior with displeasure, like you. <laughs> but John gradually won such a position in his esteem that Papovich offered him his entire fortune and his daughter's hand. Wow. There's not much detail on how he turned that around, but clearly <laughs> there was something in the, the holy water or something that uh, that meant he eventually became very good at business. Maybe. Or people would come to the store to see the kid who's just praying all day. Yeah. And they'd buy a few things. You know, it's like <laughs> it's become a real there. attraction. Yeah. It's like Little Trap of Horrors. He's very much the Audrey too of you mean, this situation. But instead it was the Little Shop of Horologian. Exactly. Hey, maybe. <laughs> maybe, Or maybe it was just like he ruined his business. He's like, you know what? Why don't you just fucking take it? Why don't you take my daughter too? I don't give a shit. <laughs> fucking ruin my whole business with your I weird mean, praying. I would and... say that, you know, Papovich hired this guy from his dad who was very unsuccessful what did he expect i don't know maybe he wasn't the greatest businessman either anyway john turned all this down so this large fortune and a wife what do you think he did instead i don't know probably something dumb this seems like a good idea like did he did he become did he join the clergy he did yeah that's what they all do isn't it predictable i'm sorry (laughs) yes in 1604 when he was in his early 20s john entered the monastery of the trinity of the order of saint basil the great in vilna the Monastery of the Trinity yeah, of the, of the order, order of St. Basil, Basil of the Great. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of ovs in there. They got, <laughs> they got those ovs wholesale and uh, yeah. like we're going to use them all. Okay, so he he, he, or, he joins this monastery. Mm-hmm. At which time he was given the religious name Josephat. Because he's a chubby boy. He's a little chubby boy. Who's a little chubby boy? He does a fact. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So, yeah, that's that's the origin story of his name. Oh, okay. It's fine. His favorite devotional exercise, we all have one. Let's let's. Oh, not. I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I don't. Do I have to pick one? All right. Well, <laughs> oh, it's, it's almost like picking a favorite finger. You know, like. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Thank you. Uh, his favorite devotional exercise was the traditional Eastern monastic practice of protest- prostrations, in which the head touches the ground while saying the Jesus prayer. Oh, okay. Is that yeah, your fave too? Oh, it's top five. <laughs> Maybe top three. Depends on how nice the floor is. You know? Right. Yeah. If it's a good floor. So wait, he just like, he does like downward dog. Mm-hmm. Or no, wait, what's the one where you, so he's on his knees, but then he like stretches out till his head touches the floor. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That is, is that a yoga what... move, isn't it? Yeah. What's that one called? I forgot. It's not, that's not downward dog. It's like, um, shit. I forget. Oh, well. <laughs> You've always got to brush up on your yoga before we do this. Just in case. I know. I think it's just blasphemous really to bring yoga mm. into this here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know why you did it then. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, this, anyway. this is this is not a blasphemous podcast at all. <laughs> Never. So he would okay. So he do this uh, download pray, and, and then mm-hmm. he. He didn't eat meat? He never ate meat and he fasted much. 
He mm. wore a hair shirt. Damn it. Guys in those fucking hair shirts. And a chain around his waist. I thought you would appreciate the the hair shirt. I mean, the hair shirt is just predictable. The chain around the waist, is this just a style thing? It's just the like a, 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 uh, this, this chain, where this stylish chain, it kind of brings the whole thing together. You yeah. don't sling it low over one hip. You know, it's it's nice. I guess, like, if it's a, a kind of heavy chain, it'd be quite uncomfortable, which may yeah, be the, the, idea. the point. Yeah. yeah. But he slept on the bare floor and chastised his body until blood flowed. Which of course, sounds yeah. healthy. Yeah, uh, it all sounds great. <laughs> and, you, and you say died at forty, huh? Wow. <laughs> what a surprise! <laughs> well, that's surprising. Yeah, <laughs> you slept on the bare floor. I mean, come on, get a good night's rest. How are you? It's like how are you going to serve the Lord if you don't have energy from a good night's sleep? That's what I'm saying. You know, it's hard. The floor is hard. And then the, <laughs> and, and, you and know, the conditions more generally, yeah. You know, just at least throw some hay down or something. It's, it's... <laughs> well, he had his hair shirt to cushion him, I guess. Oh, that sounds like even worse. That sounds like a yeah. worse. It's like, oh, you're laying on the hard floor and now it's itchy. Great. <laughs> yeah. Really didn't solve any problems. No, I think that was the point, though. So the other monks around him frequently urged him to set some bounds to his austerities, but he <laughs> <Again>. ignored them. <laughs> I love how in all these stories, there's there's a whole group of people being like, dude, you need to reel it in. But clearly, you know, the, the Catholic Church takes the view that they were wrong because I guess it's so, these yeah. guys that became the saints. So. And they're just they're just obscure monks who were just probably doing also yeah. shitty things, but not going far enough. And now they're yeah, not saying exactly. So you they know? were like, can you just stop making us look bad? I think most monks are just like, look, I'm just enjoying hanging out and it being very quiet. It feels like it's just a bunch of introverts monks. <laughs> it's like if you were a real serious introvert in the Middle Ages, you just like became a monk. You're like, mm. I just want to be in this walled monastery. I want to fucking just till this garden, maybe make <laughs> beer, do whatever monks do. Just kind of hang out. Yeah. You know, it just seems like a chill life. You know, you don't have to worry about going to war or having to deal with a bunch of bullshit like most middle-aged people do or middle-ages people middle do. And... People. <laughs> Schisms. You know, like pe- people in the middle. Yeah, it's just like, you're just like, I'm just going to, it's just going to be nice and quiet, you know, <laughs> just have to mm. deal with minimal amounts of people. And then along um, comes a saint and just upends everything. Yeah, you're just like, this guy's doing too much. Mm. It's like, we got in, we did not get into this business to do too much, man. We did it to do the <laughs> minimum amount of things with the minimum amount of people. You are fucking up our spot, man. <laughs> totally. Well, yeah, made worse by the fact that stories of his sanctity rapidly spread and distinguished people began to visit the young monk. Was it so more people go. coming here? This yeah. is not what I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> I also love what drew a crowd in the Middle Ages. It's like, you hear about this guy who sleeps on a floor? <laughs> Crazy, right? You want to go see? Wait, don't we sleep on a floor? Yeah, but we we sleep on a the floor because we're poor not our yeah. choice no he chooses to sleep on the floor isn't that crazy it's crazy and he's got this weird ass shirt it's like one of those like what's classy if you're rich but trashy if you're poor yeah <laughs> what's suffering <laughs> after a notable life as a layman his friend Rutsky also joined the order Rutsky shared the young Josephat's passion to work for reunion with Rome and the two friends spent long hours making plans on how they could bring about the communion and reform monastic life. So they got big plans. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna heal this schism. They're like, it's gonna be you and me, Rusky. We're yeah. gonna figure it out. <laughs> Josephat and Rusky, they're gonna know our names because we're gonna be the guys. <laughs> Fix the schism. What are we gonna exactly. do, guys? I don't know why I'm like characterizing them like they're just doing rails of cocaine. Like, here's our ideas. <laughs> maybe they were, or maybe they were just, you know, so wired from not sleeping that it exactly. was like you know, when you're you're so tired it's like being drunk. Yeah, yeah. Just just them in there. So like, Rusky, are you still awake? You're like, yeah, because I'm laying on a f- cold floor. So you want to talk about healing the schism some more? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> just a fun sleepover. Yeah, Why not? that's what being a monk is. It's just a yeah. fun sleep- nonstop fun sleepover. Well, the least fun you can have on a sleepover. Am I right? Mm, probably, yeah. In 1609, after private study under the Jesuit Valentin Groza Fabrisky, uh-huh. Josephat was ordained as a priest by a Catholic bishop and subsequently became the hegemon or prior of several monasteries oh, so he's so just, climbing the ladder yeah i've got gonna big promotion heal the schism there. one church at a time <laughs> this is, yeah this is like i had this job where like somebody was in this in kind of a job that was slightly below mine but they'd been they'd been working there longer and then they finally got their college degree and they're like great and then they they <laughs> They made them the head of a department because they're wow. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were like, they're like, okay, but it's like, but it was such bullshit because they were like, uh, mm. even though you've worked here, you're totally capable of doing this. This job does require a college degree. Yeah. Pretty and much. Then as soon as they got a yeah. degree, they were more experienced and as qualified. Yeah. yeah. And this was in a hospital. Like she became the head of the radiology department or something like wow. that. She went from, you know, anyways, but yeah, it was kind of it was the same kind of bullshit. It's like, oh, you're, you're a priest. Great. You're in charge of everything now. <laughs> Couldn't give you this Quite. job before, but now yeah. you've had some private tutoring. 
in priestly ways. <laughs> yeah. Good for good for him. You don't sound better at all. <laughs> no, I'm not. Gonna, whatever. I didn't. I was. I was. I was just glad I didn't get fired from that job. <laughs> the careers of the two friends parted physically when Josephat was sent to found new houses in Rome, and Rutsky was made abbot at Vilna. Wait, why new houses in Rome? Just doing like Habitat for Humanity in Rome or something like what? <laughs> no, I think it means like monasteries. Oh, I, why do you need monasteries in Rome? It's Rome. I shouldn't know they have. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, maybe they were like transitional, so they were like halfway between Eastern and Pope Papal. Papal. Yeah. Josephat replaced Rutsky as an abbot when Rutsky became the Metropolitan of Kiev. What is the Metropolitan, you ask? I don't know. These guys are just moving up the ladder. These guys are just like... Yeah. They're killing it. But what is the Metropolitan of Kiev? Oh, like an archbishop. Uh-huh. Okay. But it, but so, in the city, right? So it's like... Yeah. Not not it's some the, shitty the, country the archbishop. urban archbishop, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very sophisticated and very much modern. <laughs> yeah. And Josephat, immediately on be- becoming the abbot, put into practice his early plans of reform. Gonna whip this abbey into shape. Yeah. On November the 12th, 1617... He oh. was consecrated as the coadjutor Archiparch. Did you say Archiparch? <laughs> yeah, for the Archiparchy of Polotsk. It sounds like a Cockney rhyming slang. <laughs> I think I think it's probably pronounced Archiparchy, but I don't know if that's any better. <laughs> no, they're both pretty bad. So, so it's we... either Archiparch or Archpark. But... Also, what's a coagitator? It sounds like something you'd buy in a fancy blender. It's like it's got this one agitator, but it's like a coagitator to really get yeah. things mixed up. It's a an archiparch is basically an archbishop right okay oh wait it was the coadjutor you were yeah that's not what i asked yeah (laughs) all right give me a sec but i did think archiparch was a place oh that's good (laughs) (laughs) basically i think he was like one step below the archbishop Okay. But then a few months later, in March 1618, he became the Archiparch. Okay. So, <laughs> so I think okay. maybe it was like an Archiparch in waiting or something. Right. On taking up the position, Kuntsevich faced the daunting task of bringing the local populace to accept union with Rome. Mm. He faced stiff opposition from the monks who feared the liturgical Latinization of their traditional Byzantine rite. Oh. So they they didn't... They didn't want to learn Latin. I am too old to learn a new language. Thank exactly. you very much. Exactly. They didn't have Duolingo back then, so it would have uh, been much harder. If only. <laughs> this whole schism could have been avoided it's if like, they well, had an app for that. We we bought you this Rosetta Stone so you can learn <laughs> Latin. All right. <laughs> rejoin the church in rome huh? <laughs> but this is like way before vatican ii where they were eventually like you know what actually um maybe it's good if people can understand what we're saying yeah and they, they're like maybe that would be helpful in people's spiritual journey to understand what their religious leaders are saying yeah, <laughs> i mean what? could be or they could realize that it's a load of nonsense <laughs> like mm-hmm. wait this is what you, it sounded so much fancier in latin this is bullshit. <laughs> wait what did you say i just put in my mouth the body <laughs> of what the blood of who holy shit oh um, no i can you... see why you were telling me this in, in latin yeah oh my God. it's got a it's got a weird aftertaste that you only notice as soon as you learn that Ugh. peace be with who and also who no <laughs> i won't hear of it <laughs> Anyways. Uh, as Archiparch, he restored the churches and issued a catechism to the clergy with instructions that it should be memorised. <laughs> Memorise this and then destroy it. Uh, he composed rules for priestly life and entrusted deacons to the task of superintending their observance. I don't know what that means. I don't know why I left that in there. Um, he put deacons in charge of the logistics okay. so the priest can focus on the... their observance, i.e. the rules. Got you. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So um, the deacons are there doing the, the day-to-day Yeah, uh, he's business. delegating. Yeah, delegating, yeah. Which he must have learned during his apprenticeship, I'm guessing. Yeah, this is all the business stuff is coming back. See, it's all yeah. for a circle. It's a whole part of a story. Exactly, exactly. It totally makes narrative sense now. Sure. He assembled synods, i.e. councils, in Can various you imagine? towns. Can I, I'm sorry, just like these people who wasted their entire lives just <laughs> You're like, still stuck fighting. up on the, the Latin thing, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm just like, I'm thinking about like all these guys who are just like really fighting over very particular rules. And like just mm. this was their whole life is to just fighting over rules. <laughs> like these yeah. very specific like observances and it's just like like you could have done so much more with your life and helped out mm. so many people but instead you're just like i'm really focusing on the particular <laughs> observances of this religion to the yep. benefit of no it's one really not seeing the wood for the trees <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i just i don't know just it just really hit me it's like what a sad fucking life this is <laughs> <laughs> i Anyways. thought it was gonna be all about solitude <laughs> and reading yeah i know it's like either you're in it to help people right or mm. you're in it to just hide out inside a monastery or 
or nunnery, which seemed like, you know, a lot of people just seem to be in it to be like, I just want to be left alone. Why don't I go and join the clergy? Yeah. Or maybe you're in it to just like help people. But instead, you're just like in it for like to be like a grammar Nazi, just to be really specific about yeah. certain wording. What I'm hearing, Matt, is you're saying that ACAB includes monks. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. I mean, it's like, did you hear about that guy? There's a priest in... I think Colorado, somewhere in the US, who had hundreds of baptisms invalidated because he he said one word wrong. Wow, what a pain. I mean, what did he say? Like, I baptize you in the name of the devil. Oh shit, I mean Jesus, I mean Jesus. (laughs) Because uh, that, would, wait, be one, that saying, would be quite a big word to get wrong, to be fair. Yeah, I was like, I've been saying Jeebus this whole time? Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> no, it's literally like, he would say, I baptize you instead of like, we baptize you or something like that. Oh, wow. It is very particular and very, mm. and they were like, oh, actually, turns out all your babies are going to hell. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's exactly what Jesus was all about. Yeah. It's very Tiny... specific semantic differences yeah yeah i mean that's the thing it's just like like yeah can we get lost in the semantic weeds of these things while meanwhile everything important about what we were trying to do here (laughs) just falls by the wayside not important What is important is very specific rules and observances. Anyways, mm. please continue. Wild. I'm glad you got that off your chest. I just It just really hit me as just like, yeah. I felt really bad. And then just like, mm. I don't know, whatever, go ahead. <laughs> good, good. This is the last episode. What? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so I, I did not pass that probation after all then. <laughs> I'm free. Finally got my weekends back. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, Where was I? So he assembled synods in the various towns in the diocese and he firmly opposed the Grand Chancellor of the Grand Duchy of Lithuania, Lou <laughs> Safiha. We're like, is this guy just too grand? He's too grand, right? The Grand Chancellor <laughs> he's the of the Grand, grand Chancellor of the Grand Duchy. It's like, of it Lithuania. feels like it's too grand, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like this guy. Fair. Well, he wished to make what Joseph Hatt saw as too many concessions to the Eastern Orthodox. Mm. So he opposed him. What's more, the church at Polotsk, which he was now archbishop of was literally and figuratively in ruins with buildings falling apart clergy marrying two or three times <laughs> like once was offensive enough but <laughs> wow this is real like you just you, you, you turn your back for one second the place yeah, is gone to shit they're, they're going wild <laughs> guys are doubling up on wives like what <laughs> <laughs> And clergy everywhere, not really interested in pastoral care or model Christian living. Mm. Real party house, these monasteries. Sounds fun. That is crazy. Like, just like how lax was the control (laughs) there? People were like, oh, we can't marry once. But it doesn't say we can't marry three times. Exactly. There's nothing in the rule book about this. (laughs) It's a bit like, I think it's in Exodus before Moses gets the Ten Commandments. It says something like Yahweh turns his back and he turns back again and like all the the Israelites were now worshipping idols. (laughs) It's like you turn your back for one minute. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I went up that mountain for a couple days and this is what happens. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it, it, it does it does feel like so so many of these stories are just people being like, Oh, I'm so over this bullshit. Let's just do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then some asshole comes back and was like, What? What are you doing? And <laughs> the and this guy's the same. So what you know? you're saying <laughs> is that yeah, Catholicism could have been a lot more fun were it not for guys yeah. like this. Yeah. This guy seems like the world's biggest fucking buzzkill. <laughs> 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 All right. So he comes across this hedonistic a ruin of an of yeah of what was of an abbey a or, literal or, and metaphorical ruin as well because yeah. the the buildings were falling apart and the uh, the moral rectitude mm-hmm. of the the clergy was also falling apart within three years he'd rebuilt the church but his most compelling argument was his own life which he spent preaching instructing others in the faith and visiting the needy of the towns well, so you I, you you get the impression he's a real stickler but actually he, at least he's not a hypocrite. Yeah, That's I mean, I guess he's, yeah, he, he is helping out the needy. That's very yeah. good. I'm very into that. <laughs> and hurting himself, <laughs> he re- don't forget. Yeah, and then the whipping, of course, which we, we all respect and think is great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he rebuilt the church. Did he just, like, kick everybody out who was just, like, all these bigamist guys? That just, what are you doing here? Hmm? No, I think just, you know, arguing, changing hearts and minds. Yeah. Like, look Te- at me teaching. I yeah. didn't get married I look how much fun meat. I have I get kept up all night too by the hair shirt not by ladies <laughs> yeah you know you think sleeping with ladies is great have you ever tried sleeping on a cold stone floor 
overweight in a knitty shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's that classic meme of like, sex is good, but have you ever hit yourself until you bleed? Yeah, think about it. Mm, sounds great, doesn't it? <laughs> so through all this, he was successful in winning over a large portion of the people. Uh, but that's... because his plans tended to reflect his own extremely austere ascetic tendencies, he was not always met with joy. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not everyone was drinking this Kool-Aid. The local hero just like, man, this guy is great. Hey, how can we be more like you? Well, uh, you want to get yourself one of these really cool whips. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> for, for riding horses, right? Uh, no, no, no. And also you're going to want to stop eating about at least four days a week. Oh. So one community threatened to throw him into the river <laughs> until his compassion and his convincing words won them over to make some changes. So he was unable to reform the group, but his character generated their goodwill. So I guess they put him down. <laughs> okay. As the mob carries him towards the river, like, guys, come on, it's me! <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's fair enough, it is you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's me, Joey, come on. You're not angry at Joey, are you? Oh, we can't say many. He would have made a big splash. Hey, that's terrible. Thanks. All right, so... <laughs> but overall, the dispute between the East and West was breaking his sea... So the sea is the like yeah. area that he's looking after as a bishop. There was much bitterness and violence on both sides. Mm. And the laity was confused. The secular rulers were causing havoc in church affairs. Around 1620, <laughs> a man called Metisius Smortritsky was appointed as a rival bishop of Polotsk, i.e. the same position that Dozovat had. I'm the bishop around these parts. Don't you listen <laughs> to me. This sea's only big enough for one bishop. And it ain't you. It's a real bishop showdown. <laughs> yeah. They, they draw their pointed hats at dawn by a group of distant bishops who began to sow the seeds of dissension, claiming that Josephat was really a Latin priest, which is, is a good uh, bit of misinformation to spread, given that, you know, he was Catholic. So, so wait, so this is the rulers of the area were trying to sh sow dissent yeah. by installing their own bishops yeah. and having a whisper campaign against Josephat. Joseph yeah. With from other bishops being like, actually, oh my I heard. Actually, some kind of Latin he's not priest. Even a, he's not even a bishop. He's just uh, a Latin priest. That's a Latin yeah. priest. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. But I know he's not any kind of bishop. Well, yeah. They told people that if he stayed as bishop, they'd have to learn Latin too. Ah. So that's that's very like analogous to the modern day, isn't it? Like Learn another language. This guy's trying to make us learn. Get him! Oh. <laughs> that would work in America. In America, yeah. you're like, we need to learn another language. Kill him! Yeah. <laughs> probably works in England too. Yeah, probably. So they were stirring up division. They also told people people that roman catholicism was not the traditional christianity of their people mm. so you know bit of bit of racial divide in there as well right always fun returning from a trip to warsaw in poland joseph App was it just like a nice vacation he's like you know what i need to get away i i to... imagine he was doing some priest stuff nope <laughs> nice getaway in the big town do a little shopping it's like little <laughs> just a little me time for joseph you know she's like i just need to go you know some broadway shows whatever the broadway of warsaw, warsaw is called is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do not know yeah just kind of getting out you know but he returned from warsaw and he found that his support had become a bit shaky yeah so the uh, rival bishop had persuaded Vitebsk, Mogilev and Orcher that they'd been persuaded to the side of Matetius. Mm. And the nobility and many of the people, especially those of the Episcopal city that Josephat knew well, i.e. Vitebsk, uh -huh. adhered strongly to the Union, but he could do little with these three cities. Uh -oh. Riots broke out and people chose sides. <laughs> Riots broke out? Over <laughs> <laughs> Just like, the Holy Ghost has slightly less power than the yeah. Father and the Son. Get him! Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a football mm. match, isn't it? It's like, you got to pick a side. And your side's not winning, so you're going to kick off. I just feel like these people just wanted a riot. They just, this is... Maybe. <laughs> I don't think it would have mattered, but it's like, you know... they What like, it was actually about. They're out of hard cheeses. Fucking burn it <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> Wait, do you mean they don't know who Jesus is? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so when the king of Poland proclaimed that Josephat was, in fact, the legitimate archbishop of Polotsk, he was falsely accused of fermenting trouble and using force against the dissidents by the chancellor of Lithuania who was a Roman Catholic, stirring up further dissent. So even though even though Josephat was a Catholic himself, he was losing followers on both sides. Wait, I, I've, I've lost track of who's on what side. So the king of Poland says Joseph is the real archbishop. Yeah. And then the chancellor of Lithuania is like, who is accused also a Catholic. Of, yeah, accused is saying, him of uh, stirring up more trouble. I don't even know what to, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's all this feels like messy. it's become like in Life of Brian, where it's like the Judean <laughs> people's front versus yeah, the people's front people of Judea. Yeah. 
definitely. And it's just like, who even knows who's on what side anymore? Well, I mean, that was very accurate satire of a lot of things. It was. Yeah. If you read Homage to Catalonia, which is uh-huh. George Orwell's memoir of his time during the Spanish Civil War, right. there's like a whole section that is just like, okay, well, here's how we lost to the fascists. It's because there were all these socialist splinter groups yeah. that started fighting each other. And you're like, oh, this is what <laughs> Monty Python was making fun of. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's it's sad. It's sad. Anyways. It is. But again, it's it's the thing of people getting weighed down by the, the small details. Yeah, like, exactly. Does the Holy Spirit proceed from the Father or is just there at the same time with the two of them yeah and And can priests have not just one wife but (laughs) quite so basically the roman catholic chancellor leon sapia was afraid of the potential for political unrest during these disturbances and that's why he wanted to appear like he was on the side of the dissidents to okay. try, i guess to try and like further his own political career and remain popular oh i see so basically joseph Att was being undermined by people on his own side as well as people on the other side and was not given the support he should have received from the latin bishops of poland because he insisted on maintaining the byzantine rights and customs so i think the point is he was like we want to unite the church so we've got to bring in some elements that people are still happy with and the catholics were like no (laughs) we will not change anything we're we're not going to compromise at all okay to meet you in the middle so yeah he was coming up against a lot of opposition so he finds himself in the middle of these factions just kind of left alone yeah with his ass hanging out just like i i uh i thought i could get some support from somebody but yeah. <laughs> you take one one trip to warsaw and everything goes to shit <laughs> basically yeah so he he was accused by the roman catholics of not being sufficiently catholic because of wanting to hold on to the eastern rites but he was accused by the orthodox of being too roman catholic Super roman catholic yeah right okay um, so you can't win there's no yeah, winning exactly <laughs> He's like, you know what? I'm just going to go home. <laughs> wow. You know what? I see I see where my, I made my mistake and it was getting involved in the first place. So, um, <laughs> I'm just going to go back to my hair shirt. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm going to go back to my dad's uh, dung sculpting business. That seems like a better use of my time. Just mindful <laughs> arts, arts and crafts. It's good for yeah. you. Maybe see if that guy will give me his fortune and his daughter. And his uh, daughter again? Yeah. No, she's <laughs> definitely married by now. She, yeah, she, she is she's married. Like well, I will take the fortune 40. though. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he stoically held firm to his own position and was determined to appear in Vitesk, which had become the hotbed of opposition. Okay. So in 1623, he set out to Vitesk to meet the threats head on, despite <laughs> she getting threats of violence against him. Yeah. So this is, I'm putting my faith in God and yeah. uh, this is not going to backfire. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Yeah, um, like, it never does, as we know. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I think God's going to get me out of this one because I feel confident in my position well, here. it's funny you should say that because he was offered a military escort, but he turned it down. <laughs> like an idiot. Yes. Got it. Okay. Real dumb dumb. <laughs> he instead went into the hotbed of the opposition in the knowledge that he might die. And um, once he addressed an angry mob with the words, I, your shepherd, am happy to die for you. So I guess he, he believed that if they killed him, they would see the error of their ways <laughs> at some point. <laughs> that's a bad plan because <laughs> you're dead and then you're just taking it as like well i hope this works out for somebody because yeah. it didn't work out for me <laughs> yeah the separatists saw their chance to get rid of him it's a pretty obvious chance if he's not got a military escort but... yeah he's just showing up in his monk robes and being like what now and they're like yeah. oh well we're an angry mob so <laughs> yeah their threats were so public that Joseph Att preached on the gospel verse, John 16, verse 2. Indeed, an mm. hour is coming when those who kill you will think that by doing so, they are offering worship to God. So he's like, think about it, huh? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe think about it. Maybe take a beat. Mm? Maybe you think you're serving God. Maybe not. Yeah. Still leaves it up. He's like, but well, we might then, right? <laughs> okay, but... Yeah. He was not, not unequivocal mm. enough. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You're going to be like, where's the passage that says you're not serving God? Shit. Um... <laughs> Never rely on the Bible to save your life in an argument. Yeah, it's like, hold on a second, hold on a second. I, I, see, I see now how there was a lot of ambiguity in that verse. Let me just... Uh, <laughs> we'll find listen. another one. Hang on. Um, I found uh, this one that says, uh, hey, don't kill Joseph Ed. He's a swell guy. <laughs> It's in the book of Acts or something. He told the people, you want to kill me? You wait in ambush for me in the streets, on the bridges, on the highways, in the marketplace, everywhere. Here I am. Rock you like a hurricane. Sorry. <laughs> I came to you as a shepherd. You know I would be happy to give my life for you. I'm ready to die for union of the church under St. Peter and his successor, the Pope. This sounds a little bit like it was written afterwards and he didn't actually say that. 
Because all I said was like, hold on a second, let me keep looking in the Bible. Please don't kill me yet. Yeah, and they just wrote it in afterwards to sound sound much more more Catholic. Wait, did he beg for his life at the end? Can we just spice that up a little bit? Make that a little bit nicer? When the separatists saw that they were not getting a violent response they'd hoped for, they decided to wear Josephat down as they plotted more direct action. So they sent a priest named Elias to the house where everyone was staying. Uh-huh. who shouted insults and threats to everyone he saw. <laughs> Fuck you, Joseph <laughs> You big fatty. You... Your mum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> putting, putting the cunt in Kuntzevich, am I right? Yeah, you <laughs> suck, Joseph. When Elias came back the next morning, the morning of November the 12th, <laughs> well, if you'd been paying attention, Matthew... You said I, it was several you... days in November. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, then there's, there's nothing significant about this date. It's fine. <laughs> the servants were at their wits' end and begged Joseph out permission to do something uh-huh. before he went off to say his office i.e. the the worship that he did right. every day he told them they could lock Elias away if he caused trouble again when he returned to the house he found that the servants had done just that and mm. Josephat let Elias out of the room but it was too late the mistake had been made Elias had not been hurt in any way by being imprisoned but as soon as the mob saw that he'd been locked up they rejoiced in the excuse they'd been waiting for mm. bells were rung and the mob descended on the house by the time they reached the house Elias had been released, but the mob didn't care. They wanted blood. Are you like other parts of town? Like, oh, are those the mob bells? Oh, <laughs> honey, where's my torch? No, Is you hear it... the mob bells? It's always difficult to tell the difference between the mob bells and the church bells. They yeah. just kind of sound the same after a while. So the mob didn't care. They wanted the blood they'd been denied for so long. They're vampires. Joseph, Joseph Fat came out into the courtyard to see the mob beating and trampling his friends and servants. He cried out, my children, what are you doing with my servants? If you have anything against me, here I am. Rocky like a hurricane. <laughs> with shouts of kill the papist, Joseph Fat was hit first with a stick then an axe, and finally shot through the head. Oh my god. Yeah. Now you're paying attention. <laughs> so they hit him with a stick. And yeah. Like, and somebody was like, dude, what, did you just hit him with a stick? It's like, yeah, I don't know. I just, just hit him with a stick. Like, look, look, look at what I've got. I've got an axe. All right. See, this is how you hit somebody. <laughs> okay, fine. I, don't know. I thought we'd start out light with the stick. I didn't, want, yeah. I didn't realize we're going right to axes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, someone else in the crowd just like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> it's like, you brought an axe to a gunfight. <laughs> yeah. Then his bloody body was dragged to the river and thrown in, <laughs> along with the body of a dog who tried to protect him. What? So this Aww. mob is full of assholes. Yeah. <laughs> you I know mean... what? And fuck this dog, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> this is obviously a papist dog, so yeah. into the river with him too. Oh, God. The unsung heroes of this horrible episode were the Jewish people of Vitesk. I'm just like, please leave us out of this. <laughs> Some of the Jewish people risked their own lives to rush into the courtyard and rescue Josephat's friends and servant from the bloodthirsty mop. Oh. Through their courage, lives were saved. These same Jewish people were the only ones to publicly accuse the killers and mourn the death of Josephat, while the Catholics of the city hid in fear of their lives. Mm, that's it. Yeah. But also, you know, bringing different parts of the community together i suppose yeah it, it also it must have been a change of pace for the for the jewish community it was like is this mob about us oh it's not oh <laughs> wow yeah that's a, that's a nice change of pace the violence had the opposite effect from what had been intended regret and horror at how far things had gone and the loss of their archbishop swung public opinion towards catholics and unity eventually even the fake archbishop Meletius was reconciled with rome and mm. two centuries later josephat became the first saint of the eastern church to be formally canonized by rome after numerous miracles were attributed to him oh. but i couldn't find out what they actually were but uh they definitely happened certainly not a miracle of not getting saving your life yeah <laughs> murdered by a mob so that that was his life and death does it heal the schism between the two churches then or that's the implication in that area most people went over to rome by the sounds of it okay so does he have any relics or yeah so the body was recovered from the river and lay in the state cathedral of Polatsk. Uh-huh. Polotsk, that place, uh-huh. spelt differently in different bits mm-hmm. of the research, and was later moved to Rome, where it now lies in St. Peter's Basilica, under the altar of St. Basil the Great. Wait, did they kick out St. Basil? I guess he's further under it, I don't know. Oh, okay. Five years after his death, 
Josephat's body was found to be incorrupt. <gasps> but still having a giant hole in the head. I guess so. And there is also a relic of him in the catacombs of the Holy Trinity Roman Catholic Church in Chicago. Um, oh. So, yeah, he's he's spread around a bit. Wait, if he's incorrupt, then, then how do they get the, the other... <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's the relic do we know what the relic is i could not find that info i'm afraid because then just like a real just a whole human arm like <laughs> <laughs> well maybe it's like one of those saint Gemma relics you know uh, it's like, like it's this... just a little little bit of him yeah. this is the bullet that killed him oh could be still have a lot of fair amount of dna on it or the axe you know good point season saint peter's basilica and chicago good two good places to be <laughs> yeah yeah i mean saint peter's basilica pretty big deal yeah i mean that's kind of the major leagues of, yeah so yeah so. he i mean he was a pretty big deal yeah that's um, good because of what he like died for i guess so on the basis of that can you guess what his patronages are is he the patron saint of uh city councilman is that with a <laughs> no city that councilman? would be his dad probably <laughs> is he the patron saint of sleeping on the floor so he's i mean patron. there's a lot of them to be fair He's yeah. on the floor. So. Just these the patron saint of guys who just have a mattress on their floor. <laughs> and they still think that's okay and it's just like yeah. is he the patron saint of getting a bunch of promotions at once just getting promoted is he the patron saint of getting Bailing promoted upwards. yeah <laughs> no is he the patron saint of being buzzkill <laughs> he's not he's not yeah it just seems like the patron saint of like just if you are out there and you see people having a real good time you're like you're coming in and you're like actually we gotta clean this place up the patron saint of get off my lawn <laughs> <laughs> clean up this place and divorce your wives <laughs> is he the patron saint of uh, having a nice little getaway to Warsaw <laughs> <laughs> Patron saint of having one good vacation before everything goes to hell. I mean... Wouldn't that be an inspiration for us all right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Is he the patron saint of riots? <laughs> no. Uh, Is he the patron I don't saint think against riots? riots? Look very well for him. Yeah. I was going to say, Is he the patron saint for protection against riots? <laughs> no. Because again, guess it failed. Or mobs, him. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what are his patronages? So he is the patron of Edmonton in Alberta, Canada. <laughs> I don't okay. know why. Why? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, similarly, the patron of Toronto, Ontario. Okay. Weirdly Canadian heavy saint, but, yeah. but okay. <laughs> I've, I mean, if anything, you'd think Chicago because of that church. Right. Exactly. But yeah. no, it makes, makes no sense. <laughs> but not Chicago. His big one is he's the patron saint of Ukraine. So oh. um, that's why I chose him today because... I don't know. I I've been hearing through the news that like the shows of solidarity that people are doing might feel kind of futile in the face of like you know we do what we can. But um, I I heard someone who was like fighting for for Ukraine saying that actually seeing people's shows of solidarity and stuff made a real difference to morale mm. for the people fighting. So yeah, <laughs> I thought you know in the face of feeling like oh why are we doing our dumb jokes and stuff when there's so much going on it would be nice to kind of make fun of their patrons saying <laughs> wow <laughs> i'm trying to do a nice thing here matthew okay. i understand what you're doing and i yeah i appreciate that I, yeah i mean it is difficult in the face of the acts of an unhinged madman mm. uh, with a nuclear arsenal it's hard to know what to do so yeah hopefully yeah the people of ukraine they'll come through the other side of this we'll see and i think go. i think there's like in this story there's like quite a lot that's sort of inspiring like this this story of joseph at in that you know he he had you could say maybe again i'm not like <laughs> very informed about the the situation by any means but you know his sort of like the courage of his convictions and and being sort of willing to to die for what he believed in and stuff i think is like a th you could you can see the, the kind of thread that runs right. between that story and, and the present moment i think and his being like hey let's maybe not fight about stupid stupid small shit. stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, um, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's it's almost the opposite, though, isn't it? Because it's yeah. like democracy versus not. Right. It's a much bigger deal. Yeah. He seemed like kind of a reasonable guy in the end, where he was kind of like, maybe we can find a middle path. Yeah. Uh, and then everybody else was just like a real piece of shit. And then mm. <laughs> <laughs> looking for an excuse to start a mob. And well, that's good. He just has the three patronages then, just the two yeah. places in Canada and, and the Ukraine. And as, which, as we've learned, is a, a massive country in Europe. It is. But, you know very becoming more and more significant well do you think you'd, you'd ever have saint joseph at intercede for you anna let's see when i'm playing board games i'm really like if if i feel like someone has not like if someone wrongs me in a board game i feel <laughs> okay. like they they haven't adhered to the rules i get very like sticklery mm. about arguing for my point so i think he'd be a good one on that on that front yeah and yeah i mean you know as i as i've touched on though in a, in a more serious way probably at, at this moment not not intercede because i'm not religious but like in terms of looking to someone as a symbol of 
of hope or <laughs> inspiration i think you know it's he's he's someone to bear in mind maybe yeah if he can do anything to help out um... <laughs> <laughs> any any help would be appreciated it but also i realized like by by doing this i i <laughs> as as soon as i said he was patron of of ukraine i seem to have bummed you out so you know in him being a <laughs> the patron saint of being a buzzkill clearly yeah, that's exactly. uh, something i took inspiration from i'm often a buzzkill i'm a pretty humorless <laughs> guy a lot of times which is weird because you run so much comedy stuff i do but i'm in a, in a very specific way i'm very much about comedy is in one specific vein and if you don't do that i'm fucking angry at you <laughs> yeah so that's that's good for me i must have a buzz kill as i get older i think i've gotten more loosey-goosey just like whatever <laughs> if it feels good do it kind of guy if you want to marry three people while you're a monk why not do it i think you know i think that that is where the catholic church is failing where if they were like no <laughs> marriage were if they but, were bigamous, they'd be yeah. more popular. Instead of saying, like, if you're a priest, you can't marry anybody. It's like, if you're a priest, we'll let you have up to three wives. Huh? <laughs> three wives? Huh? Maybe the Catholic Church looks pretty good right now? Huh? If you're a nun, still no wives, still no marriage. <laughs> <laughs> what a, What if, if you're a nun, you can also have up to three wives? That would be excellent. <laughs> I think that is very much outside of the Catholic Church's interest. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I think definitely not if I had to get away from a mob or confront a mob. If I ever had to, like, I don't know, clean up a church, that's a, he's a helpful guy. <laughs> Uh, you know, I gotta like yeah. gotta. If I had to do a serious church renovation, <laughs> seems like a helpful fellow. Yeah, to, I mean, to know. the accountant really talk about whether he hired architects or like you know had his own vision for that. Mm, just rolled up his monk sleeves and just really got to work on it. And, <laughs> his you know, hair shirt sleeves. His hair shirt sleeves. Yeah. Well, thank you, Anna, for bringing me this intricate tale of a lot of particular religious elements, like just... <laughs> that we didn't fully understand. Uh, we yeah, are no those... clearer on them at the end than at the beginning. Well, a lot of political intrigue, people with their own political agendas, yeah. uh, people with their own religious agendas, very complicated uh, historical period as we are living through these days as well. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you for bringing me this tale. It, it is a shame. It was a bit of a bummer. <laughs> and yeah, and we hope we have all the best wishes for the people of Ukraine. Sorry for uh, bringing it back to reality. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to make a quick note that we're extending your probation period a further three months. Um, <laughs> Reason bummer you out <laughs> <laughs> kind of forgot we were a comedy podcast yes it's a serious time in the world so please everybody enjoy yourselves as much as you can and have a good laugh in times in crisis times it's it's either that or you just kind of curl up in a ball and <laughs> wow <laughs> just cry you just go and do some therapeutic gardening guys go and do yeah there you go check out the cutslow garden center <laughs> yeah go if, you if you're feeling bummed out Go where you can to get a good look at some guinea pigs. Yeah, and, that's a good message for for the day. And I think that that's you know that's that's just nice. It's just they're just fun. You look at them around. And you're like that's a good energy to to kind of like reinvigorate yourself with. Don't just wear hair shirts. Just eat I, carrots. Yeah. Be anyway. <laughs> but yeah. But thanks. Thanks. Yeah. That's okay. Have a blessed day. Bye. Bye. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right.